So as I was preparing for today, this kept rolling over on the inside of me, and I know that it is with so many people. We've entitled this message, The New Normal, and uh, came home the other day and said, you know, this is just what I keep getting, and Tasha kind of looked at me, and I was thinking, yeah, I mean, so many people have the new normal, but, you know, I'm just going to go with it. What what God gave me, I'm going to go with it, and we may spend a couple weeks on the new normal, but you hear people just continuing to say, Alan said it, boy, I, I, I just can't, when are we going to get back to normal? When are we going to be able to start doing and, and going back to normal? And uh, you hear that, and then, of course, you continue to hear what's the new normal. Get used to the new normal. Well, of course, we don't know exactly what the new normal is, but I want to tell you, as the church, we don't want to go back to normal. God is not ever leading us backwards to a a new way of doing things. God is moving us forward. And so the new normal isn't going back to what's normal, but it's moving into something and allowing God to take us into a new normal. God has promises that He wants to fulfill in your life. God wants to bring about some things and move some things around, change some mindsets for us. He wants to change some of the way that we were acting. God wants to infiltrate our life as believers, make changes, and begin to move us upward and outward so that in what He is preparing for us, we don't find ourselves going back to what it used to be, but moving into what it is and creating what is to be wherever you are. In saying that, I understand we need to go back to work. People need to go back to work. There's things that we need to go back to. But when we go back to work, we want to go back to work different. We want to Go back to the grocery store different. We want to go back to our life different. There's some things that we want to change about where we're going and what we're doing. And God really has a plan for us. And and really, you know, throughout the Bible, we continue to see that there are a number of times where people had to adjust to new normals. And all through the book of Exodus and into Numbers, we see that as God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, God said, I'm going to take you out of a situation that you're in. I'm going to take you through a a time of learning to trust me, and I'm going to take you into the promised land. I'm going to move you into a new normal. That was God's intention for them, but they got into the wilderness where God said, I'm going to move you out of sin. And the reason that God moved them out of Egypt is He heard them crying out, by reason of their bondage. And he said, I'm going to deliver you, but when I deliver you out of Egypt, I'm going to take you through a time of preparation for the new normal. I'm going to deal with you personally and intimately. Just me and you in the wilderness to prepare you for this great place that I've prepared for you. But when they got into That place, they got into the wilderness, what did they keep saying? They kept saying, why can't things be normal? When are we going to get back to normal? When are we going to get back to eating the fish that we had in Egypt? When are we going to get back there? So in one way, they cried out, God deliver us. But when they left, they were still looking back to, when are we going to get back to normal? And if we're not careful, going back to normal is not a good place. Maybe you have said this, maybe you haven't. But back before all of this started seven or eight weeks ago, maybe you were saying at different times, if I wasn't so busy, 
I could be with my family more. If, it was, if I wasn't so busy, maybe I could be a better husband. Maybe I could be a better wife. If I wasn't so busy, God, if I wasn't so busy, and now all of a sudden we're not so busy, and we're like, when are we going to get back to normal and being busy? Well, no, God wants to do something because that busyness had you bound in some way. And so we don't want to go back to the way it was. We want to move into something that God has prepared for us. It's bigger, it's better. Things are changing in such a dynamic way. I love the story of Joseph, and and we're going to get into some other scriptures. This is just my introduction a little bit, but Joseph. And just think about Joseph. He had a dream from God, and right after that dream, everything started to change. He used to be his father's favorite son. He went from being his father's favorite son to being thrown in a pit by his brothers, sold into slavery, and now he has to adjust to a new normal. Now his new normal could have said, I'm a slave and woe is me, but in his new normal he adjusted and he became the best slave until the place that he was a steward of Potiphar's house. And now he's even better than the favorite son. But understand this, if he would have said in the, the pit when he was sold into slavery, if I could just go back to being dad's favorite son at the house, he never would have learned and risen to the place where he was the steward over all Potiphar had. And then he was falsely accused and he was thrown into jail. And now all of a sudden, now instead of having care for all of Potiphar's house, he is in the jail. But in that was a whole new normal. But he trusted the dream that God put in his heart, and he became the best prisoner and became steward over all that they had. And if he would have said, you know what? Oh, if I wish, when am I going to get back to normal? If I could just go back to Potiphar's house. But if he would have gone back to Potiphar's house, he never would have fulfilled the dream that God put in his heart because God was preparing him and making avenues. Even though it looked very bad, God was doing something very good. And when he came out of that jail, something that he maybe could have never understood, but the new normal for him was running the greatest nation, the most prosperous nation in the world at the time. And in that, he ended up saving his father's house in a time of famine. But you know, if he was there through each one of those and said, when am I going to get back to normal? When am I going to get back to being the favorite son in my father's house? He never would have come to the place that he delivered his father's house from the destruction that would have come upon them otherwise. See, God is moving us even through a series of events that we may not like or that he may not have caused. If we'll trust God, he's moving us through a series of events That if we'll prepare ourselves for them, we're going to come into places that God has promised us. We're going to come into a move of God and be significant in seeing people's lives changed and saved in a move of God. And so we'll have to be careful in all of the discussions that come about. How, when are we going to get back to normal? And I understand that. I understand some of that. But in thinking about when are we going to get back to normal... Really just start saying, when are we going to start moving forward into what God has planned? And the Apostle Paul knew this in Philippians chapter 3. Open your Bible there. We want to start here. Philippians chapter 3. And I know 
If you go to New Creation Church, that you're familiar with a number of these scriptures, but we're going we're gonna to cultivate, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to cultivate some things that God has been saying to us. What I mean is just stir those up a little bit more, apply them to this new normal. Where are we going? How do we adjust to it? How do we become really what God is really working in us to create in us? Who are we becoming? I believe we're becoming influential. We're becoming more like Jesus. We're becoming more powerful. We're becoming stronger in Him and in the power of His might. We're not just resting on the arm of the flesh, but we are depending upon the power of the Spirit. As we grow in Him, as we go into places of prayer, as we go into the Word of God, we're drawing from that the life that is in it. The Word is alive and we draw life from it. The Spirit is life and we draw from that the life that we should have. And so Paul said this, he said, not that I've already attained. Listen, we're not there yet. We're not into that place yet. He said, not that I've already attained or am already perfected. We're not thinking that we've arrived. In fact, we're coming from where we were to where we are. So we've not yet arrived or are not already perfected, excuse me, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has laid a hold of me. God got a hold of you for something. When you were were born again, God grabbed your life. He purchased your life by the blood of Jesus for something very important, something very influential. There's a purpose for your life. And if we just look and say, what's the purpose of all this? Well, I don't know what the purpose of all this is, but God still has a purpose for us, and he has a purpose for you. And he doesn't want it to get lost, your purpose to get lost in all of the negativity or all of the difficulty or all of the things that are unknown. He doesn't want you to get lost in that. But he wants us to become more focused on our purpose, just like the Apostle Paul. He said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, not yet, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God that is in Christ Jesus. He said, I'm pushing forward. I'm pressing up. I'm not going back. I'm not going to go back to the way things used to be. I'm not going, when are we going to get back to normal? No, we're not going back to normal. We're pressing ahead to something that's higher than where we used to be. We're pressing ahead to something that God has planned for us. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty quiet in here. <laughs> Amen. It's a, an upward call. He said this. He, he, he talked to us about really what this call was and understanding his call. He knew it was to become more like Jesus. And in Colossians, he told the Colossian church this was the very mystery that had been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now it has been revealed to his saints. It's to them that God willed to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is this for the Gentiles, for us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on, listen, your hope of seeing something substantial come out of all this and to see the splendor of God and the miracle-working power of God and the transforming power of God, it's in you. It's the mystery hidden from the ages that Christ, now by the Spirit of God, lives in us and He empowers us from the inside out and it's glorious. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 18, we're not moving backwards to the way 
things used to be. We're not getting back to normal, but we're moving from one degree of glory to the next. That's the plan of God. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And when he's in us, it says, listen, for us who have become Christians, we we look at the word, it's no longer veiled to us. And where the spirit is Lord, there's a liberty to begin to walk in the plan of God. And we're moving from one degree of glory to the next. We're not moving back to where the normal, getting back to normal, but we're moving from one degree of glory to the next. We're going to places to see the splendor of God. We're watching the Spirit of God chip away things in this time that don't look like Jesus. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to get to a place where He's chipping away those things. We're coming to a place where where Hebrews chapter 12 really begins to let us know Starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Come on, he's telling us, he's saying, listen, it's time to start running our race. It's time to go from one degree of glory to the next. And if we're going to move from one degree of glory to the next, we're going to have to lay aside not only sin, but the weights that so easily beset us. And you know, in the times past, we might have been carrying around things. I'm so busy. I I don't know what to do. Uh, We may have been carrying around the weight of bills. We might have been carrying around the weight of busyness. We might have been carrying around the weight of addiction. We might have been carrying around the weight of a, a negative marriage. We might have been carrying around the weight of different things. But now is the time to set aside those weights. You say, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Matthew chapter 11 See, God always has the answer. Jesus said this, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. If you're like, listen, my marriage is just weighing me down. The trouble in my marriage is weighing me down. My kids are weighing me down. You might have teenagers who are in trouble. They've gone off course, and you're just like, this is weighing me down. My job's weighing me down. The financial responsibility they have is weighing me down. Jesus said, if you're weighed down and you're heavy laden, you come unto me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Highlight that, underline that. Sometimes we go over this. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. When we come unto Jesus... He wants to teach us things. He wants us to learn. How did we get so weighed down with things of life? Because we didn't know how to keep the burden off. But he says, learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So listen, I'm just going to go through a few things here. But if we're going to enter into a new normal, we are going to have to look unto Jesus. We're going to have to look at Jesus. You can't look back and look to your job. You can't look to the government officials. You can't look to, you know, this opening. You can't look and and put it all on your spouse or on your family. We're going to have to look unto Jesus. But he said, come unto me. If you're laboring and you're heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I'll create a brand new normal for you. 
So listen, in looking unto Jesus, there's four things that we have to do. And the first one is press in. Press in. In Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 25, it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things of many physicians, and she had spent all that she had and was no better. But rather, she grew worse. But then she heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd, and she touched his garment. One translation says she came behind him in the press, and she touched his garment. For she had said within herself, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And immediately the fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her own body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd, and he said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. This woman with the issue of blood, she wasn't getting better, she wasn't getting healed, she was suffering many things around her, and even in her situation, she could have said, you know what, when am I going to get back to normal? When am I going to get back to 12 years ago when this wasn't happening? But her situation wasn't to look back and say, how am I going to get back to normal? When she heard about Jesus, she said, I need to move forward. And I need to press in till I touch the hem of his garment. And somebody needs a new normal. And when you look at Jesus, it's really about pressing in. You have to understand that this woman, all of a sudden, while she's there on the ground and Jesus saw her, she was healed of her affliction and she just stepped into a new normal. For 12 years, she'd been going to the doctor. For 12 years, she hadn't been getting better. She'd been getting worse. For 12 years, she was being faced with people telling her, you're not getting better. But in a moment, she was better and she had a new normal that she had to face. Come on, some of you need a new normal, and you're saying, what am I going to do? And you've said to yourself, well, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. But it's a little different than just if I could just touch that. There's been times, and maybe not you, but there's been times when people have said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. But the moment you step out to touch Jesus, somebody says this, well, if you had enough faith, you wouldn't be in this situation. Well, if you were believing God, and all of a sudden, what do you do? You don't press in, you step back. A fence hits you and you, you don't press through those comments. Somebody says something wrong or, or circumstance seems like it's, it didn't mount up. Another report came in. It's not getting better, it's growing worse. But if we're going to have an encounter with Jesus, we're looking to Jesus. We're not looking to our circumstance. We're not looking to what somebody else says about us. But we're looking unto Jesus. But it's going to take pressing in. I imagine this woman, there was many people saying, what are you doing out here? There was many people pushing her out of the way. She was weak. She may have even been crawling, but she was so determined that I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And let me just tell you, when she was looking at Jesus, when she came through that cloud, crowd and saw Jesus, I believe she pressed even more just to get to the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, two things were known. She knew immediately power went into her. And Jesus knew immediately power went out of him. There'll be no mistaking 
when you press and touch the hem of his garment, that you have just entered into a new normal. Whether it's sickness that you're looking for, whether you're just saying, I need, to, I need an encounter with Jesus to change my life, you're going to have to press in. He said, come unto me, press in. And when you touch his garment, the power to release you from your trouble and your situation, your sickness, your disease will be there. But you'll have to be determined to press towards Jesus. The second thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to call out. You're going to have to call out. You can't just, in, in your own thinking, if I could do this. Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. It says, Now they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, with a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then they all warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, if you're, if you're taking notes, if you're looking at your Bible, highlight that. Throwing aside his garments, he rose and came to Jesus. Listen, here's faith at work. He already knew, I'm moving towards a new normal. He threw his, the signs of his past off and began to move to a new normal. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Listen, he, he, he's just right here. He called out to Jesus. He knew what he was calling out for. He was calling out for a change in his life. How many times have you been there and said maybe to yourself, I can't see myself being a good husband anymore. I can't see myself being a good wife anymore. I can't see us getting over these bills that, that need to be paid. I can't see myself being free from this addiction. It's time to call out to Jesus and don't care what anybody else says. Well, you're never going to make it. You've never been good enough. You, you, you've never been a good husband. You've never been a good wife. You, you're, how are you going to get over this? You've been addicted for this for years. You might not be able to see yourself. Others might not be able to see yourself. But if you'll call out to Jesus, Jesus will hear your cry. And when he says, what do you want? It's time for you to already throw off those labels that other people have put on you thinking you'll never make it. This is the way you are. It's time to throw those off. And when Jesus says, what do you want from me? You have an answer. I want to see myself. I want to see the, myself being the husband that I'm supposed to be, the wife that I'm supposed to be. I want to see myself free from addiction. I want to see myself able to handle the work that's put in my hands. It's a new normal. Blind Bartimaeus entered into a brand new normal. Come on, now you got to think about how they had to navigate their life. They're no longer victims. But they have overcome because they had an encounter with Jesus. They had to navigate their life differently. 
Blind Bartimaeus would get up every morning, put on his blind man clothes, and somebody would lead him to, the, to be alongside the road to beg all day long to make his living. Guess what? Tomorrow, blind Bartimaeus isn't waking up and somebody leading him to be alongside the road to beg. Blind Bartimaeus is waking up and looking at the world through totally different eyes, looking at the opportunities that are before him through totally different eyes. He's seeing what he can be and what he can touch and where he can go. He's not directed by the circumstance or by that person who says, here's where you'll sit all day to beg. Now he gets to choose where he's going to go, what he's going to do based on what he can see. A brand new normal. What's your new normal? You're going to have to press in. You're going to have to call out. Number three, you're going to have to run to. You're going to have to run to. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 1, it says, Then they came to the other side of the sea. They had just encountered a great storm. Jesus had calmed the storm. Why? Because Jesus said, We're going to the other side. This shows us how purposeful Jesus is in getting to you to give you a new normal. So they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken into pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, day and night, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. Listen, man, this guy had some problems. He was living among all kinds of dead things. Things that weren't bringing any life to him. In fact, really in that place, he was bound. And in that place, his mindset was set that anybody who tried to say, you know what, you can live, you can have life, you don't have to live amongst the dead things, he couldn't buy it. He would break out. It would just control him to such a degree that he cried out day and night because there was nothing but darkness and death that surrounded him. But the moment Jesus showed up, he ran to worship him. The things that had controlled him, the demon spirits that had controlled him, didn't want Jesus to do anything. But the heart of the man said, I'm ready to be free. Do something for me. He ran to Jesus, and Jesus broke every chain, and Jesus broke every spiritual bondage that came upon him. Jesus was ready to deliver him from the darkness and the deadness that was attached to him and set him into a newness of life as only Jesus can. We begin to look at it. If you go just down to verse 15, it says that when they showed up to find out what happened, they found the man sitting clothed and in his right mind. This man now had a new normal. He wasn't going to live in the tombs naked, disgraced, put apart in the shame and the guilt and all the deadness that would surround his life. But now he's sitting there listening to Jesus in his right mind, clothed. Goes on to say that Jesus was going to get in the boat and go to the other side. Listen, Jesus performed a miracle, got in the boat, endured a storm, 
for one reason and one reason only, to set this man free and give him a new normal. Wherever you are, if you're pressing in, crying out, Jesus will make sure he's available to you. And when you see him and you run unto him, he wants to see you delivered. He wants to see your life free. Now listen to what he told this guy. He got in the boat and the man came and said, I want to hang out with you, Jesus. I want to spend my time, the rest of my time with you. And Jesus said, no, there's a more important new normal for you. You go back to all the people who have seen you living amongst the tombs, amongst death and darkness, and you go tell them what I did for you and the miraculous change. You show them how your new normal looks now that you're free. Come on, we're not going backwards. We're finding a new normal. We're not looking to some other thing. We're not looking to some other person. We're not looking to our careers. We're not looking to our job. We're looking to Jesus. And we're pressing into Him. And we're crying out to Him. And we're running to Him. And in whatever fashion it takes to make contact with Him, because when we make contact with Jesus, there is a new normal that takes place. Lastly, in Matthew, the fourth chapter, the 19th verse, most of you know this, that he's walking by the sea and there's Andrew and Peter and Jesus walks up and he says to them in verse 19, he says, then he said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and they followed him. The fourth thing is you have to follow him. You have to follow him. The new norm is following him. They were fishermen. They had their careers. They had their, their reputation. They had what their life was, normally was. And Jesus just said, listen, if you'll follow me, I'll give you a new normal. The new normal will be, I will make you fishers of men. Come on, Jesus wants to give you a new normal that's so important. Whatever your career is, whatever your job is, you may go to that, but Jesus wants to make you significant in other people's lives that they might know a new normal just like you come to know a new normal. Four things to know about this new normal. I know we just went through four things. I have four more things. Different things. Your new normal that we're talking about here, your new normal comes from an encounter with Jesus. Your new normal comes from an encounter with with Jesus. Number two, you can't look back and see your new normal. You can't look back to the way things were. The disciples left their nets. Had they not left their nets, they said, well, you know what? We're going to continue fishing, and you come back and teach us to be a fisher of men. No, it wouldn't have worked. They left their nets, and they learned how to be fishers of men. Paul said, I'm not going to look back to what things used to be. I'm going to forget what's behind me, and I'm going to press to the prize of the mark of a high calling. You can't get to your new normal saying, when are we going to get back to normal? But you have to say, when am I going to move ahead to the new normal that Christ has created for me? Number three, you must live the new normal by faith in Him. Paul said this about his new normal. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. 
He said this. He said, I was crucified with Christ. In other words, the old man, the old life is gone. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But it's not I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. What a new normal. I no longer control everything. Christ in me is now Lord of my life. It's a new normal. He says, the new normal, the new life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. The one who loved me and gave himself for me has created my new normal. And lastly, your new normal has to be going about telling people what Jesus has done for you to create your new normal. He told that, that man across the sea in the Gadarene, land of the Gadarenes, he said, you got to go back and tell them what I did for you. The woman at the well in, in John chapter 4, she went and told everybody what Jesus had told her and what he had done for her. He told the disciples, I'm going to make you fishers of men. You're going to tell everybody everything you learn from me. You're going to tell everybody you're going to evangelize the world. Your new normal, if it comes from encountering Jesus, will be going and telling people about what Jesus has done for you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about a new normal. He says, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become new. And now everything is of God. It's a new normal. You no longer live under the unforgiveness, the guilt, and the shame of sin, the bondage that that brings. But there's a new normal. I'm a new creation in Christ. The old things have passed away. Everything has become new. Now everything is of God. Now I walk with Him. I follow Him in my life. If you say, I'm ready for a new normal, I'm ready for healing, I'm ready for deliverance, I'm ready for what God has for me, he'll provide it for you. You say, well, I, I, I'm doing pretty good with God right now. He still has something that he'll, he'll do in the purpose for your life. But if you've never even begun this journey, maybe you're living among the dead things, maybe you're suffering in your body, maybe you can't see yourself in a new life that God has planned for you. You can press in. You can call out. You can run to Jesus and end up following Him. He said if you called out to Him, He'd answer you. He'd save your life. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you say this morning, I'm ready to start a new normal. I'm ready to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. He said if you'll Confess me as Lord. You'll give up and leave your life down. Like Paul said, allow yourself to be crucified the way you do things and allow me to direct your path. Be Lord of your life. If you believe that I paid the price for your sin by dying on the cross and God raising Jesus from the dead so that you could be forgiven and have a new life, a new normal. He said you'd be saved and enter into that newness of life. If that's you this morning, you say, you know what? I need that. I need something new. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I come to you today. I need a new normal. I've been running my own life. And I'm ready to set that aside and give my life to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart 
and be the Lord of my life. Right now, I confess you as Lord. I believe that you died for my sin and that God raised you from the dead so that I could be forgiven and made righteous, put in right relationship with you. I receive that now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we believe you got born again. If you did that for the first time, go on to online church on our app. Go on to your story. Let us know about that. Go on to check-in. You can go into check-in. There's a few different places you can let us know. You made Jesus the Lord of your life. We'd love to give you some material that will help you on your new journey to understand the new normal and walk in that newness of life.